from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. able to stay and finish the show we'll see uh are you sure? sylvie meller in for yes meller in for sylvie today here on espn 1000 we just had ian rapaport on gave us some interesting insight regarding his report about the historical hall that he believes ryan poles would need to actually trade away the number one overall pick i think the consensus at this point with everyone inside the nfl universe is, yeah. is that the bears are going to stand pat as long as they all of the information gathering that they are in the process of doing and will do goes as expected. I think that's where the consensus is. But, you know, we could be surprised. Maybe we'll, we'll see. be surprised. We'll see if anybody answers the bell, uh, you know, the siren call about what you need to give up. We'll see if anybody's willing to do I have to start watching film. I haven't found it yet. Or I haven't well, you found the time no yet. No more football, so. That's true. Now I'm going to be able to do it uh, Tyler, you've got to help me out as college football expert. I've, uh, I've tried to find There's a little no all twenty two all for college. You got you got to. I'll f- pay for it. You got to find like a sneaky guy. Oh, excuse yeah. me. You got to find a sneaky guy. What does that mean? I don't know. But you're gonna. Have Why to find would I one. have to find a sneaky you know, guy? This okay. Here is your combine homework. We okay. have to find the. the I don't com- have a. I don't have a hotel room, so. Well. We, we may have to bunk bed. That's the first piece of homework. Yeah, um, my first piece of homework is finding out what my, e- my email password is. But we may have to find a way to get the All-22 while we're there at the Combine. Cause the the All-22 of the college games? Yeah, because A, we're in like a, a college football universe there, and we're this? also in an NFL universe How about there. about this? I got it. I'll challenge Ryan Poles to a giant Jenga game or a, giant, or a, or a, a bags game. If I win... Or it can even be a game of his choice. He's got to provide me the all twenty-two film of both top quarterbacks. What happens? And, if- and I won't. And I promise that I won't give it to anybody. Not that I think it's secret evidence, but then I, otherwise, I'm not ever going to get access to it. I talked to my one guy who's going to who has he's a sneaky. He's sneaky seen guy. It. He has the all twenty-two, and he There's, says, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, time out! He's got the all twenty-two from from college." Yeah, he says he would get in a lot of trouble Why? if he shared it. Why? Is because he in the game? Is he part of the game? He's. Does he just? Does he want some cash? No, he doesn't want. No, like Bitcoin. Does he need a Bitcoin he, or two? I don't think there's Bitcoin's a financial number. Bitcoin's almost fifty number. grand a coin. I don't so. think there's a, a number that you could get. If I gave him two Bitcoin, that would be ninety-eight thousand dollars. He give he's going me to be there, t- so maybe we'll, I'll just we'll sit you down together. The shady he's man. Gonna at, he's going to be at the combine. There's a shady man in a trench coat that just has all twenty two film on the Love inside. An iPad form, or are we talking yeah. old old school film? No, Charlie? like yeah, old school like just film. Reel. You, need to, you need to reel <laughs> and reel the reel. Because to listen, watch I'm it. not going to be one of these guys that tells you I, I no, I, like I don't know everything. I no, don't know everything not. about the NFL. I give you opinions, and and when I watch the all twenty two, and I tell people. And I, and I show you guys, and we sit down, and I show you on my phone some of the stuff that, that is interesting to me. The first thing I tell you guys is full disclosure. I don't know what's being taught. I think I have a decent idea what's being taught, but mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what's being taught with regard to pass protection, who's responsible for setting the protection, how a quarterback is supposed to process, what the route combination is intended to be versus what it actually is. There's a lot that goes into it. And just to put the film on and think you know everything is, of course, is I think, kinda, is 
foolish. A, a fool's errand, right? Yeah, so I, I will tell you that I don't know exactly what they're trying to accomplish. I can discern certain things. So if I'm going to sit here and tell you, well, I know everything about Caleb Williams, that's complete BS. That's garbage. I don't. I'd have to, A, look at their film like in an all-22, and even then I'm going to be the first one to tell you I don't have all the answers and take whatever I say with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I think, I, you know, as I've said, I'm not an electrician. I can't wire your house, but I kind of know what you're supposed to do in yes. certain situations and route combos and where the ball's supposed to go. But without the all-22. without the all-22 and your shady guy, I, I mean, I could sit here and tell you, this is why my stance all along, Jeff, has mm-hmm. been, they know more about this situation than anybody. Yep. Okay? Because mm-hmm. they've been researching it. They've yes. been doing it. This is their life. Yes. I trust that yeah, not everyone makes the right decisions, but it's going to be an exhaustive search and research project. And they will turn over every stone. They will look under every rock. I guess that's the same thing. Um, But they will do so much work in terms of making this decision. This will not be a willy-nilly decision. Mm -hmm. No, of course. And and as I've said to you a thousand times, if they come to the conclusion that they're better off using this pick on one of these quarterbacks, then that's what I would advocate them to do. Use it on one of the quarterbacks that you feel will take you somewhere the other guy can't take you. I think Justin's done some really good things and made some improvement. I have not seen good enough consistent play to sit here and tell you there's no way you can't keep him and move forward with him. No, I think that there's very clear path to move, to pivot and move forward if you're convinced one of the other guys is a better football player. 15-minute warning ahead. We've got the Steinhoffels President's Day flyaway trivia contest that we're holding on Waddle and Sylvie all week long. Remember, we're asking you a trivia question related to some Waddle and Sylvie travel in the past. If you're the first correct caller when we ask the question, you'll qualify for a chance to win the grand prize, which is two, count them, two $500 airline gift cards. And you can win them both. Yes. Right? Well, the winner does. The get winner. Both. That's yes. what I mean. Like it's not like you win Correct. one and somebody else wins so, another. You're going to win them both. So we're talking a thousand dollars, two separate five hundred dollar airline gift cards that we are giving away at the end of the week. Your chance to qualify in about fifteen minutes from right now. That right. may get you a flight to and from California if you wanted to go out and spend some time with Caleb Williams, and and sit down and have a conversation with him. Of course, you're going to have to. Maybe you'd have to go to Washington that. though, because maybe he's in D.C. now, back home working. I don't know where he's at. You're going to have to broker that uh, that meet and greet with Caleb Williams on your own. But we can pick up right. the, the airfare, airfare if you are the winner of the Steinhoffels <laughs> President's Day flyaway trivia contest. Um, and remember, Steinhoffels is doing this because it is Steinhoffels' four day President's Day sale, which sale which starts on Friday. Waddle. You'll get $100 off when you spend over $1,999 and up to $300 in United American Airlines Delta or Southwest gift card with a qualifying purchase. So it's not just our winner, but Steinhoffels is going to take care of you if you want to purchase some brand new furniture over President's Day weekend. Great promotion. All right. You mentioned Schefter. He brought this up on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, about door number three, as you put it. Which seems kind well, door, of outrageous. Door number one is you keep the pick and trade Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Door number two is, is you keep Justin Fields and trade the pick. Door number three 
is drafting someone at one and keeping Justin. But the Bears did. They, they have talked about the idea, as unlikely as it seems, of carrying Two. both quarterbacks, yeah. taking the guy at one yeah. and keeping fields. Now, will they get to that? It's hard to imagine that, but that is a conversation yeah. that's come up within the organization. Well, you, you know, it's funny. The Dallas Cowboys actually did that. Yeah, Steve right. Walsh, Steve Walsh and, Troy and Troy Aikman. So we've seen it done before. And the thing that's, that's crazy, though, is, look, what, what you hear outside is this is the closest thing, prospect, to Patrick Mahomes right. that we've ever seen. Right. Now, if that's the case, like, so don't, please don't say it's yeah, Bryce it's, Young. It's, it's, Compare this guy to Bryce Young. Yeah, to me, if this is the case right here, look, this thing could be, I mean, five, six first-round picks would it be worth it if you can get a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, now, now, we're, so, we're, to me, we're going to find out all about this. Now, we are entering smokescreen season, okay, <laughs> yeah. by these teams. And I, I, there's no way they keep Caleb Williams and they also have Justin Fields on the roster. I, that's just my own personal opinion. Something is happening here. A trade is going to be worked. Fields is moved. Or they're taking Caleb's number one. That, there's no way. That's smokescreen hey, no, all no, no, over no, the place. No, 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 no. It's not smokescreen. Yeah. They've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you they're doing it, but they've talked about it. That's not a smokescreen. That's a fact. I... I- I was, well, Teddy, I, would, I, would, I was Teddy Bruschi when Schefter was breaking that news on Sunday. Yeah. I was absolutely saying the exact thing Bruschi was saying. L- listen, I'm sure they've talked through everything. Th- that's what I wanted to ask you. Yes. What is, I, th- how does that conversation go? Does you be Ryan Poles, I'll be Ian Cunningham. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. We've got Justin Fields under contract for one more year, and we can also pick up his fifth-year option if we'd like at the end of May. He's on the roster. What do you think if we also draft Caleb Williams? Whoa, 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 wait a second. I'm going to draft Caleb Williams first overall and pick up well, no, Justin no, no. Fields' fifth-year option. Maybe. We- so, first of all, I'm going to tie up no, $28 no, no. Right. million dollars total compensation in a quarterback that I'm going to forego an opportunity to send in a, in a trade that brings back draft currency. Ian, you're fired. <laughs> Get out. Not, <laughs> clean no, but- out your desk and show yourself out. What kind we, of question is that? We've Ian, sh- have you been drinking? We've shut up. Ian, no wonder you haven't gotten a job yet when you're suggesting well, stuff like that. I, look, that was I purely mean, a I'm hypothetical, not, of course. I, yeah, and, and I'm not, you know, trying to besmirch Shefty. No, of course. I just think that, that personally, I'm with Teddy. That's the least likely of the three doors to walk through, in my humble opinion. Right, think so, about it for the following reasons, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's walk through this. Yes. Justin is very well liked in the building. Yes, he is. Okay. DJ Moore has let us know. I think everyone likes him. There's yes. no denying that. And, and if the guys didn't like him, you probably wouldn't hear them say, I don't like him. That's just not how things like that work, unless the guy is just a total <laughs> yes. tool, which we know is not the case, right? So he's well liked. So what happens if, for what, I don't know who's, who's playing. Is the rookie playing? Well, I... Or are you going to play Justin? What if Justin is not playing great, and then you're going to put the rookie in? Who's, how are you dividing up practice time? How, you do, how are you... Like, 50, I would just... 50-50 time. I would know... I, this is what I would say to you as well. I know it worked for them in Kansas City with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. That's Andy Reid. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's Alex mm-hmm. Smith. That's Brett Veach. That's John Dorsey. Like, we don't have any of that. Different right stage now. of their career, too. Alex Smith was what? a veteran at that point who had, you know, he was a 10 year veteran at that point. Not just that, Jeff, but you remember Alex Smith that year. Oh, yeah. Was a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Had a touchdown interception ratio of like 25 to 4. Had a quarterback rating over 100. 
and they went to the playoffs that year. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. No. That situation isn't our situation. So to try to compare the two is not an apples-to-apples comparison, in my opinion. So not only does it get a little bit funky and, and, and messy there, like who's starting? Who's getting the reps? How are you developing? Listen, if you start the rookie and he comes out and he's a little bit slow, then you've got a locker room screaming, well, we need to get Justin in there. What if Justin's struggling a little bit? You put the rookie in there, then he struggles. Are you putting Justin? I just don't think it. And by the way, if everybody, everyone we've talked to has suggested he's got tremendous value around the league. Yes. Why in the it, H-E double hockey sticks would you not... Take advantage of that Take value. Take advantage of that value right now and move on. Yeah, there's no, like, you're, it's not getting better. So to if me, you draft the quarterback to, to be sitting over his shoulder. I think that's the last of the three options in terms of the viability or the popularity or the likelihood I, of that. I agree. And that's why I get back to I, I agree with Teddy Bruschi saying it's smokescreen season. Yeah. And I do, you know, the other thing Schefter's I would, wording. Yeah. It's, they talked about it. The other thing I would say, and I don't know how you feel about this, I think I know how you feel about this, but. They're not, they're in a different situation this year than they were last year. And it's not, you know, it, it, it's, it's not miles between the two years. But they were in total teardown mode two years ago, right? Yes. Last year, they added DJ Moore. They mm-hmm. added Montez Sweat. They had a nice draft. Yep. They've built this team up. Yes. So for everyone suggesting, well, you have to trade the number one pick and build with Justin to, you can if you choose to trade Justin and move forward with one of these other quarterbacks, you've already gotten a good you foundation know, foundation built. Yeah. built, and you still have the eighth most money in free agency that may go up if you move on from Eddie Jackson, Cody Whitehair. Yep. You will af- actually have to put some money into whether you're franchising Jalen Johnson or you're signing him to an extension. You'll spend some money there. You have plenty of of draft capital, and you get the ninth pick of the draft. If you moved on from Justin, you probably get a second round pick. Yep. Like you've got plenty of, of, of valuable assets that you can use to continue to build your team. Yes. So this isn't like you're not, Listen, you're not bringing a quarterback into a, a three win team at this point. And here, Adam Schefter was on Unsportsmanlike this morning, of course, our morning show with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. And they asked him, hey, could the Bears really keep Fields and Caleb? I don't think it goes that way in the end, but um, I will just say that the organization definitely has discussed that. Now, could they come back to that in the end? Sure. Do I think that's the likely scenario? No. But they have given thought to the idea, hey, let's just draft the guy at one, have Justin Fields here, and then they can work it from there. But that's certainly a scenario that they have discussed, and I would imagine might discuss again here in the coming weeks. Yeah, but as we just laid it out, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're trying to optimize what you have, you know, your assets. You're passing on a second round pick if if you're to believe what everyone is saying. Yeah, I mean, Shefty has even floated the concept of maybe a one. Yes. So why, if you if you're going to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, keeping Justin Fields. Instead of trading him for a first round pick or a second round pick, doesn't make a lot of sense to no, me. No, especially and again, like I said, do you? I mean, you agree with me, yes, don't you? About the, yes. the no. kind of the the murky water that would it, it, it would be a nightmare. I'd like the the moment Justin Fields had a bad game, you'd have you know, especially if Caleb Williams was on the roster and he was making some nice throws in training camp, 
you know, during the preseason games, the moment Justin Fields had a bad game, you'd immediately have the groundswell of let's get Caleb Williams in their ASAP. And to your point, you're also now missing because everybody would know, like, wh- like what scenario would have to unfold where Justin Fields would be your quarterback of the future. And, and, and like I said, if you, if, you wanna, if you want to compare it to Kansas City, the Kansas City environment at that time with Alex Smith and with Patrick Mahomes was so much more stable. Andy Reid was overseeing that thing. Yes. Honestly, I think the closest comp you could actually put on it would be the San Diego Chargers. Not the L.A. Chargers, but the San Diego Chargers when they had Drew Brees and they drafted Phillip Rivers. I think that's the closest situation you would be looking at because Drew Brees was still... And he was in his fifth season as the Chargers quarterback, still on his rookie contract back then. And ultimately, they moved on from him when he was a free agent. But part of the reason the Chargers moved on was because he had that shoulder, shoulder injury that made it easy for them to go forward with their, their yeah. first-round pick in Phillip Rivers. But that's the, like really the only recent, and, and even that's recent, when I say recent, that's like 2005, wow. Yeah. So we're talking almost 20 years ago where that this type of scenario that Adam Schefter's talking about. I just don't think you want that played out. out. It, it, it's, Listen, it, Justin, it's a he's a great guy. And, 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 uh, but I still think, yes, I think a headache is a great way to describe it. A headache and you don't not, think he'd cause. No, not, yeah. not, not, not to mention, though, if, if this was the route you were going to take, if I'm Justin Fields' representatives, I'm telling Ryan Poles, I, you know what? Why don't you just trade me? Yeah. Give me an opportunity to go somewhere else because obviously the writing is on the wall. Mm -hmm. You didn't draft a quarterback first overall to not play him at some point sooner rather than later. So, uh, 312-332-3776. Let's sneak in a couple more calls before we get to Waddle's World and we give you our chance to win the Steinhoffel's trivia for today. Let's try Enzo, who's in Evanston. What's going on, Enzo? Hey, guys. Love the show. Longtime listener. Thank you, Enzo. my question is, um, let's say that Washington and the Bears do swap. What quarterback, let's say for next year, who's coming out on the level of Caleb Williams? And is this our chance to get somebody? So it's a good question, you know? Enzo. I've seen most draft analysts say that next season is not not even close yeah. quarterback-wise to what you have this year. So I really well, think... You remember, I think everyone kind of had this year yes. circled from a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there was always questions about Bryce Young uh, size-wise. C.J. Stroud has been a better player than I think most yes. NFL executives thought he would be. Um, I think this is the, the quarterback draft that many have kind of been yeah, and looking right, at. And that was even before Jaden Daniels, Jane Daniels a good emerged. Player. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're, you're talking about, I think, six quarterbacks. You know, we've got Caleb Williams. We've got Drake May. We've got Jaden Daniels. You've got J.J. McCarthy, who Jim Harbaugh can't stop raving about. You've got Bo Nix and Michael Penix, who, you know, fringe first rounders, but probably maybe even second rounder. So you've got six quarterback names right there that a lot of teams are going to be interested in making their long-term solutions at the position. Yeah. I don't know how it would all shake out, but I would guess at least three quarterbacks in this year's class would be the top guy next year. And if you look at all the four, if you throw in McCarthy, too. And if you look at all the Heisman finalists, a lot of times when we look ahead, we're looking at Heisman finalists who are underclassmen. All the guys last year were upperclassmen, fifth year guys. So, like, there isn't one of those elite, elite guys who blew off the screen last year who was like a somebody song. always comes out of nowhere though you know Jaden Daniels was not on everybody's radar in the manner in which he is now right 
No, I don't think he was anybody not. had Jaden Daniels as he, he, a, the, he played, the Heisman yeah, no. uh, winner or the you know a a top round five pick. pick. He really wasn't yeah. a first. You don't even have Penix that way. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's absolutely true. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But I think this year is definitely if you're right. And here's the other thing too. Ryan Poles, like I know some people have said the idea of trading, you know, this first pick if you get enough a historic offer, um, it would be enticing. But you also have to think about it this way. If you if you if you made that deal and you passed on Caleb Williams, now you're playing catch up again, right? Like you, you you better be damn sure that you could identify a quarterback in the future. And I don't know how you could know that. Or you better be damn sure that Justin can well, become a player that yes. that won't make you regret not drafting one of these guys. There's no guarantees, people. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you there's a guarantee in either direction. There's no guarantee that no. Drake May or Caleb Williams is going to turn out to be worthy of the first or second pick. And there's no guarantee, I hate to tell some folks either, that Justin is going to take that next step even if you surround him with a lot of talent. There's no guarantee no. in any of that. Of course not. Um, we'll continue to take your calls, 312-332-3776. We've got Waddle's World coming your way at 430. Michael Wilbon joins us at 5. But before we get there, Waddle, it is the Steinhoffel's President's Day Flyaway Trivia Contest. All right, so first caller, first correct answer to our question you got to know today. something about this show. Yes, you have what, to be a guy, loyal listener. The guy that answered yesterday was like, he is way back. He well, even, know, and Travis uh, briefed me on this too. That guy who won yesterday was like in his late 30s. So he's been listening since yeah. he was probably in like high school. just out of yeah, just out or of high school, just out of college. Yeah, back when you were in diapers, uh, Tyler. What well, me too? I mean, I've, you know, eventually, yeah. eventually the listeners, uh, if they listen long enough, <laughs> yeah, that's right. will be, I will be, be in diapers halfway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Life is cyclical. It is. You you end up you you finish the way you began, or so I'm told. All right, so we've got several trivia questions that we're ready to go with. What do we decide? Which uh, which trip do we go with again today? Remind me. Well, Tyler. I don't think we Today's can. Spring a spring training trip. Right? Okay. That is okay. right. All right, yes. so, so you have famously, to know the answer to this question. It was me, you, and Sylvie. Yes, we in Arizona. Yes, and we went to visit the Cubs primarily in Sloan Park. That was the. This was twenty fifth. If memory serves, 2015. Was this soon after like they kind of it was upgraded bef- everything or did whatever yes, they did? Yes, yeah. and it was, I know we had Joe Madden on. He joined us with, remember, he was swinging his fungo bat. He was. You remember what else happened there is like, this isn't the answer to the trivia question. Mm-hmm. We did the show from like the, the closet area where they had the fax oh, machines right. and everything. And Theo and Rick Hahn yes. both joined us. In the uh, it was it was like a makeshift media room yes. where they had a copier. Uh, Tyler. It was a closet. It, it, was, was, it was basically a closet. It was a big closet. Yes, though. and they, and they set us up at Sloan Park. Yes, in and the both, closet and while both, a game was going on. And both because, general managers both came in when they did this and they were doing the interview and saying. Wow, really? This Guys? Is, yeah, this is where they got you really? set up? This they is what the, we're doing? They thought they were getting the big cat treatment. They were getting kidnapped. Yes, uh, they probably did. And it was, be- and it was because the uh, ancillary radio booth, which we were supposed to be broadcasting from, was being used by some other station, which yeah. they didn't necessarily, they hadn't initially anticipated. So that's why we got stuck in the closet next to the copier. It's crazy. Um, yes. All right, so we were just uh, we were doing our version of Rob Schneider making copies. Waddle. Making copies, All right, exactly. So, but that is not the question. So on that trip, famously, a longtime Waddle and Sylvie participant to the show, an ESPN 
play-by-play guy. Longtime guest. Longtime guest. Favorite. Yes. One of our one of our faves. Yeah. He we ran into him. No, no, we didn't run into him. No, you we were you and you I me we and were, Sylvie were sitting in the booth having breakfast. We weren't in the booth, we were at the hotel. Right. Yes. In the booth. Not at the hotel. No, the, 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 the booth the, at the, the restaurant. At the restaurant. That's correct. At the diner that we were eating. And this play by play man sauntered in and Sylvie looked leaned at the over to us and said, Hey, let's go have breakfast. Let's let's go see if he wants to have breakfast with us. Yeah. I think at the very least it was, hey, let's go over and, and, and say introduce hi ourselves, and introduce say ourselves. And you and I looked at each other and go, nah, I'm good. We, uh, we not, not as a disrespect to the person. No, no. Yes. But it was just kind of an awkward. Yeah, we were like, and he, he was eating breakfast right. and we didn't want to interrupt. Exactly. So we're just like, eh, that's okay. Sylvie went over to said play-by-play man. What play-by-play man did Sylvie introduce himself to in person for the first time at the Waddle and Sylvie spring training trip back I, in 2015. I think it was also a little let down for him because I'm not sure that this guy's response was exactly what he was hoping for. He didn't offer Sylvie a seat to sit down and have breakfast. Yeah, it was it was very casual. It wasn't warm and fuzzy. It wasn't yeah. mean spirited. No, or, no, not know, at all. But it I was mean, just Sylvie's. I think Sylvie's like you know, Mark Silverman, Waddle and Sylvie. We've had you on plenty of times. We love when you join us. Hey. All right, good to see you. Good to see you in person. Yeah. And then I think Sylvie got a head nod. <laughs> and then he said, well, love to talk to you again sometime. Can't yeah. wait to have you on the yeah. air. And then he got a And then uh, sauntered back to yes. our table where you and I were. <laughs> Saying, see, I didn't think, it, you know. How'd that go for uh, you? Yeah. So tell us which play-by-play man um, didn't give Sylvie the... The big hug that he was maybe looking for the upon introduction. That maybe he was looking for. That is uh, today's Steinhoffel's question of the day. We've taken so many trips. Your chance, a lot of a lot of fun memories. Yep. Uh, your chance to again qualify for two five hundred dollar airline gift cards, courtesy of our friends over at Steinhoffel's for their Steinhoffel's four day President's Day sale, which starts on Friday. Which again, you'll get one hundred dollars off when you spend over one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars mm-hmm. and. Up to $300 towards United American Airlines Delta or Southwest gift cards with a qualifying purchase. Official contest rules can be found at ESPNChicagoContests.com. Do we, uh, do we think we have a winner yet, Tyler? No, we, they're struggling. We, need, we may need a hint. Oh. oh, no, you're not getting a hint. Oh. Yeah, hints. No, not now. I've probably taken about 10 misses. All right, so okay. Right. Well, you know going. what? I, I can That's get, what you're supposed to earn it. I can toss it. Can I toss out a hint? Is that allowed? No, no, no. He's, uh, Tyler's asking for a hint. You keep taking phone calls. We'll give I him a half hour. Right. I keep getting the same wrong answer. Okay. Oh, no. can, you, can I tell you who it's not? Yes, please do can that. Can I do that? It's not Joe Buck. Okay. Right. It's it is not Hawk Harrelson. Okay, stop. That right there. Stop making yeah, it so that's easy. It. That's it. We'll take calls until the halftime of Waddle's World, and then after that, we'll, we'll start, give giving, start giving clues. All right. This is a hard one. This is a tough one. All right. So we will have our winner and another edition of Waddle's World when we come back here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. 
Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Yeah, let's get weird. Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. I'm glad to tell you that we do have a winner. Somebody knows the correct answer to the trivia question. Tyler was getting a touch exacerbated. Yes. He was getting a Took little bit tired of take, calls, probably. taking wrong answers. So, I was saying to to Tyler, like people remember, these are going to be more difficult questions. Probably, you got to connect the dots. Meller said it was a training camp in Arizona spring training, spring yeah. training in 2015. Yes, and, the and reason, it was a big play by play ESPN play by play guy. You know what? It, and and maybe I didn't initially say it, but it was a a Cub Sox game. That's the reason we were at Sloan Park to broadcast, and that's why it was a big ESPN national game for spring training, which is maybe some of those dots that our man Sam and Waukegan connected. Sam, who was the ESPN play-by-play voice who did not give Sylvie the big warm, handshake and the hug warm he was welcome maybe he was hoping, hoping for? Yeah, I remember this. Uh, is Dan Showman. Yes! Well done, Sam. The one and only Dan Shulman there, of course, on the call. He was very friendly. It was just, you know, it was mealtime. It was breakfast. Yeah, and we just didn't want to interrupt him. I mean, Sylvie did seem to be a little bit crestfallen when he came back to the table. But that's all right. He got over it. Yeah. Way to go, Sammy. Good job. Sammy's in the hopper. Thanks, uh, thanks, Sam, for listening, and thanks for being a loyal listener of Waddle and Sylvie. Sam is one of five people who's qualified to win the two $500 airline gift cards courtesy of Steinhoffels. Nine years ago? Yes, it was nine years ago, 2015. Right? I remember it was the spring training before they won it, so that's why I'm always able to just, you know, remember the actual year because yeah. they won it in 2016. We've had some good trips. We've had some really good trips. Yeah. Uh, did you know that a record $185.6 million was bet on Super Bowl 58? With the Nevada sports books, I saw that. Yes, I'm sure that so worldwide it I was think, significantly higher. But more than one, 185 and a half million dollars was bet on the Super Bowl with the state sports books, the most ever, so, according to unaudited figures released today. The amount wagered eclipsed the previous high uh, on the Super Bowl back in t- uh, 2022 by nearly six million dollars. So Carm can breathe easy. It looks like, uh, well. The state's 182 sports books squeaked out a $6.8 million win on the game, according to the figures, as betters held their own on a second straight Super Bowl, the first in Las Vegas. So they, so the books squeak out a victory, yes, and they pocket almost seven million dollars. Yes, so that's, Carm, that's holding your own for Carm the can betters. Sleep tonight to make sure the casinos will be open next. The sports year. books won approximately 4.4 million last year. They had averaged 13.2 million. Uh, and wins on the previous four Super Bowls. So I have not seen, have you guys seen a total calculation of the amount that it was oh, that was with, wagered, not just on the no. sports book in Vegas, but also. But I know it's, it's, o- it's over a billion. With, if you count, oh, every, it's you, over a billion. Way over a billion. Uh, also uh, referencing the Super Bowl from Sunday, Super Bowl 58 sets TV ratings record. 
with 123.7 million viewers. That shattered last year's mark of 115.1 million for Kansas City's victory over the Eagles. That's a 7% increase. How much of that? Says game was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, and Univision and streamed on Paramount Plus as well as the NFL's digital platforms. Nielsen also set a record 202.4 million watched at least part of the game across all networks, a 10% jump over the last year figure of 183.6 million. How much of that, and I'm not trying to be facetious or cause any issues, what kind of bump do you think they got from the Swifties? Taylor Swift being. I, th- I think at part least part of the equation. So seven percent. And I'm not being facetious, no. and I'm not trying to irritate people. Seven percent increase, right? Overall, yes. I think I think probably you could probably attribute. Again, this is just me guessing, but I think four or five percent you can attribute probably directly to Taylor Swift because I think she and we had people calling last week that said, "Listen, yes, Taylor Swift's presence. You can minimize it all you want. You can do it feel however you want." It's brought young girls, yes. teenage girls, yes. and just women in general yes. to the television to watch because she's part of the the broadcast. It, yeah, I in think, some small way. And honest, and that's why I think you can point to it and say she is a huge boost for the NFL because yes. she delivered an audience that doesn't generally consume the NFL product, right? Yes. Like, and that's where the true value of Taylor Swift. Being at those games is something the NFL was more than happy to. Are you expecting a uh, an engagement at any point? I yes, I do yeah. believe they're going down that path. That would they be the most famous? Yeah, where would they well, rank in terms of the most famous couples or the wealthiest couples? I, when well, it comes to entertainers, I, I we'd have to do. There's no chance there's a more wealthy entertainer couple, right? Well, she's bringing the. So a large percentage of the wealth, right, to the, Says to the here, table. I got a story here. Uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are set to become the richest power couple in entertainment worth a staggering $4 billion. Obviously, most of it's hers. <laughs> yeah. But you got to think Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? That, there you go. That's a good power couple, yeah. But, but yeah, but look, look with the... With the the run that Taylor Swift is currently on with the Eras Tour, you know, going worldwide and continuing to rake in, you know, a billion dollars. Like, yeah. it's, it's just pretty how, successful. This is how popular and famous she is, Jeff. Kansas City officials might have to ask Taylor Swift to skip the Super Bowl parade, which is set for tomorrow <laughs> in Kansas City. And we always get great audio from the, from the oh, Super Bowl yeah. parades, don't we? Mahomes has been great. Yep. Kelsey. Ready? Matt Nagy gave us some quality audio, didn't he, from last year when they won the Super Bowl? I'm trying to remember what, what was he do? It? Yeah. Oh, he was having remember. a great time. God bless him. Go out there and enjoy. There was obviously great video of him celebrating on the bus as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, the Kansas City Police Department, um, ahead of the Chief Super Bowl victory parade tomorrow, the city manager of Kansas City hinted that he already told Taylor Swift's representatives that the city is not equipped to handle the extra traffic the mega pop star's attendance may bring should she choose to be alongside boyfriend Travis Kelsey. Quote, I can't confirm or deny, but we might have already told that to her team just to keep everybody safe and make things a little bit easier for us. 
I believe the police department and the uh, the mayor's office have combined to suggest that they may not be able to handle all this. Last year's event drew close to one million. That would likely spike since everyone out there is Taylor Swift fan. So, and I could be wrong, but isn't she due in Australia? I don't know. I think I think she's schedule. headed to Australia. So I'd be when. Um, well, I she have some makeup concerts. Um, the event is scheduled for, as I said, 11 a.m. tomorrow. They had a, a 1 million people attend last year. If she shows up, I say that goes up, what, at least oh boy. 100%? So 2 million people? <laughs> it says uh, she's in Budapest on Friday. You can be in Kansas City on Wednesday and Budapest on Friday. She was in Tokyo on Friday and in... Las wait, wait, wait. Vegas on Sunday. Hey, she, no, no, Saturday. She's on. Isn't she's in Melbourne, Australia on Friday? I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing Budapest right here. I don't have her travel schedule. I'm pretty. So sh- I'm seeing Australia here. She's in Melbourne for three days, Friday through Sunday, and then the following. She's in Sydney, Australia, the following weekend. You guys work on that. Phoenix Open leadership are. Uh, they're going to make some changes. Tyler, you're our golf expert here as well. You're an expert on a lot of stuff, but. I was expecting to see the chuck wagon out there flopping around all hammered up watching golf. I wish. would be flopping around, huh? The old chuck wagon out there flopping around like a fish out of water. Just jumping the sand trap. Charlie uh, walked into my into my apartment the other day and was like, I was watching the Phoenix Open all day. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to do. Yeah, I was. You know what? Danny Zetterman. Director of content, next year we need Charlie Bevins to be the man on the Absolutely. scene reporting live from the waste management for ESPN Chicago. Well, we'll it's lose gonna... another forty dollars on trying to get the top ten. Yeah, you're you're it's going to be a, a more tame environment though. Changes are Still. coming to next year's Phoenix Open in the wake of a series of incidents involving fans and golfers overcrowding on the course and the suspension of both admissions and alcohol sales on Saturday. Listen, it was only a matter of time. Yeah. You, you know, that that's that event has been trending in that direction, I feel like, for the last well, yeah, five I've years. I've never gone to the event, but I've gone to the party afterwards. Uh-huh. And I think it's the, the Bird's Nest. They had a concert up there. I forget yeah, who was a great playing. place on Southport, too. But it was it was a fabulous party. It was when the Super Bowl was there. Can you imagine the Super oh, yeah. Bowl being there? Uh-huh. And that, that happened yeah, a was couple it years last year. Last yeah. year. Two years ago, yeah. The, the thing is, this event just flew too close to the sun. Yeah. That, that's ultimately what it was. There's no it doubt. It had gotten way too big for yeah. what it really was. And, like, this year they had some more significant golfers in it. But largely it's never one of the biggest stops along the PGA Tour. But the way that everything has sort of gone now with the tour yep. is that all these guys have to play in all these events. So now you are getting bigger names. So not only are you getting a... a not quite major level premium golf tournament or like even a memorial that you're looking at, but it's one of the probably best known events on the tour now because of the party atmosphere that it brings. And it's just gotten too big for itself. And now you get a problem like this. Um, I, I laughed out loud when I saw, did you see their post uh, via Twitter when on Saturday, when they did cut off the sales, they sent out this via Twitter we are cutting off all alcohol sales for the remainder of the day. Unfortunately, several fans don't have a clue what, quote, please drink responsibly means. <laughs> and somehow misconstrue that as meaning, let's get bleep-faced. That's what is the tweet that came from... 
That's fabulous. What do they expect? I mean, like, if they're trying to make the, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like, they want this to be like a college football event. Yeah, but at the same time, be some golf I, event. Like, I, think they learned, I think they learned their lesson with regard to the amount of spectators they should be able to have. Well, this is what if you're live golf, this is your in. No doubt. Like, this is what you need to capitalize yes. on. Because no your question. motto is golf but louder. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a yes. Phoenix Open every single week, yes. you're golden. You could potentially lap them. Yeah, that's a very good point. All right, when's, well, the, when's the golf show back, Tyler? Uh, the last Saturday of February. We'll be so, live at the so, Chicago Golf Show. Can you guys carve out a segment to, oh, yeah. to react to the Waste Management oh, Open? Yeah, I'd love will. to hear. For sure. Can you give me another one of these pullovers? Oh, too? absolutely. <laughs> I'm actually I'm texting Mike right now. There That's awesome. Go. Tell Mike thank you. Tyler Aki hosts the golf show here on ESPN 1000 during the golf season. Okay, when we come back, I have a Dunkin' Donuts story. I have another Taylor Swift story. And I have a story about a woman who came back to life in an odd fashion. That's all next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. All right, this should come as no surprise. But those awesome Dunkin' Donuts tracksuits. Yes. Sold out minutes. The ones that uh, Ben Affleck and Tom Brady and um, Matt Damon were wearing. Boston I Massacre my, in the, the house. The Dun Kings. How do you like them donuts? I thought, like, I was talking to someone today that was like, it was so stupid. I go, yeah, but stupid. That's, it was but a- that's, that's where I live. I live oh. on Stupid Lane. That's my humor. I loved it. And I thought they did a brilliant job leading up to this. Because if you saw some of the previous commercials that Ben Affleck had done for Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Well, and I will say I'm a little disappointed. Had you not spent over half an hour trying to log into your email and get your hotel, yeah. you could have watched the four-minute extended version. I'm going to get home to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's... Do I have to have double authentication to, to see that email? You're going to have to let me know. If you can't, you can you come in. fingerprint, too. Yeah. You can come in tomorrow, and I could I could show it to you on my phone. If Birth you can't certificate. Get to it. Bring that too. Um, but there's a there's a four minute. Actually, it's four minutes and twenty seconds. So what uh, is it behind the scenes? No, it's it's a full four minute version. Also, they did a four minute version version and version version, and then just edited. Yeah, and okay. honestly, basically, what you saw was the final minutes. But there's about three and a half minutes leading up to it of Ben Affleck in character setting up. Uh, when him and Matt Damon and uh, Touchdown Tommy on the keys show up uh, to crash her recording session, Jennifer Lopez's recording session. Turns out the Super Bowl spot worked because TMZ's site says they were told Duncan sold out of their new tracksuits in just 19 minutes after going up on sale on their site on Monday. In addition to the Dumb King's track jacket and track pants, the Dunkings, it's, it's, I feel it's odd to say Dunkings. I know. It's Dunkings. Bucket Hat was also in high demand and is currently sold out on their site. With the sales making a record-breaking milestone as the fastest collection to sell in Dunkin' history. I, I mean, I, I I don't know what the parameters the are. The Dunkings collection. Yeah, I don't I mean. I, so the tra- how much Dunkin' Donuts you know, garb has been sold in the past. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the tra- coffee jersey. Yeah, right. And I mean, so you, 
Um, it's not a high bar to clear, probably, but the, the track pants, 60 bucks. Yes, I was just looking at that, and, and the, the jacket is sold out, so they don't even have a price on that. $60 for the, for the pants. That's unbelievable. Um, and the, and the extent- How about the bucket hat? You'd take the bucket hat, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, if it's all you can get, why not? Uh, also, Taylor, this is a story that, that I guess this was... Who, who did I tell you guys was, was Brandon telling? Brandon Marshall. Uh, yes, Brandon Marshall. There's a, there's a, a tweet on the I Am Athlete uh, Twitter account. Exclusive. Brandon Marshall says Taylor Swift allegedly got Kanye West kicked out of the Super Bowl after learning he bought tickets in front of her suite. That sounds like something that Chuck Wagon, you or, or, or Tyler would have good information on. No? Mm. That flew under your radar? Yeah, that's... It's I'll unclear where Marshall got his information right. from, and there's nothing to suggest any truth to his allegations. But the former NFLer did also initially confuse Swift with fellow pop star Katy Perry when making the claim. So this is just, this he's is Brandon Marshall one, being Brandon Marshall. Yeah, he's the only one being attributed to that story okay. right Honestly, now, like, so. I, I, I can't imagine, assault. I can't imagine Taylor Swift would be the only person who wouldn't want Kanye West, like... At this Super Bowl. Oh, it just doesn't sound like something Taylor Swift would do, right? Well, I mean, remember, too, don't forget Kanye West and her infamously years ago. He went on stage when she won. It Was it was her, her the first Grammy that she won? I think oh, so. I don't remember. Yeah, this was the... This was the big thing too about the like the Niners have a chance to do the funniest thing ever if they come out to of Kanye. the tunnel. No, to the song famous by Kanye in particular, because that song is about how it's Kanye saying I made Taylor Swift famous. Yes. I, I have no idea you what it is. Not only can I not log in to get a hotel <laughs> reservation in Indianapolis for the combine, I have no idea what you got. Yeah, I know. When, when Taylor Swift won her first Grammy for like New Artist of the Year, or he, he went on stage artist, and protested. And he said Beyonce was robbed. Okay. And put her in the difficult position of having to collect her award while basically being, you know. And because I don't want to cheat lambasted. you because I, uh, I tease this, a woman comes back to life in the hearse. On her way to her own cremation, cremation. Mm-hmm. an Indian woman who was thought to be dead woke up again moments before she was about to be cremated. Good timing. So there's stories like this all the time, and I'd like to bring them to you because I can't believe how many of these stories actually exist. What I mean, what's going on here, people? You're either dead or you're not dead. It's the responsibility of the official. The co- I should say, you to think the coroner should be a little bit. Uh, yeah, is it the medical, uh, the, the coroner, maybe a doctor? Can I get a doctor in here? Do we have a pulse? My God. Let's get this right next time, okay? We got to have a better batting average <laughs> on whether or not somebody's dead. We got to bat a thousand. Yeah. It's not. In determining if someone's not. Not, not too much to ask. Yeah. I think that's Michael good. Michael Wilbon's going to join us, huh? Yes. Let's see what's got, uh, what has Michael Wilbon angry. Today. I don't. I think he's going to be pleasant today. Uh, yes, I think he's going to be always, very pleasant. You know what? Angry or not, I always love our visits with Michael Wilbon. He Amen. joins us next here on Waddle and Sylvie.